Yo, what's up, and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 71. Episode mm. 71. I'm here with Talin Austin. He's back. He's risen indeed. Talin, how I'm you doing, uh, dog? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm sick right now, but I'm thriving. <laughs> sick but Can't thriving. complain. Come on, bro. Um, yeah. How you doing, bro? Dude, I... I'm... I'm good. I'm kind of getting to the swing of uh, some minimalism, if you've heard about okay. that. And um, okay. just trying to simplify my life, and it feels so good. Like, Yeah, no, that's good. Explain, explain that. What do you mean by that? So, For the people who don't know. Yeah, so minimalism, I sound like a guru. So listen here, you know, three steps. But <laughs> I think when I think about minimalism, I think it's... Um, it's not about like having less stuff because if you're just doing it just to have less stuff then just throw stuff away but I think it's like the intentional living of like what do you have and does it serve your purpose and a lot of stuff like we're consumer based in America um, mm. like very consumer based in America and so I mean think about how many clothes you have in your closet or how much new stuff you buy when you don't need it and we just buy Oof. it because the world tells us to and so it's actually been good. I've I'm simplifying my wardrobe, um, simplifying my room. Like it's pretty simple in here. Um, you know, like I have all these books in here. I don't read like that, and so I'm like, where can I put these books? Wow, out to bring them outside my room so I don't have them because I don't. I I want to read like that, but I'm not now, and so yeah, I think I'm gonna put it in my office, and if I want to read, I take it from my office and bring it here home. Um, and so it's just like clearing space up and um, it's actually been really good um, for me is because I'm such a procrastinator. I'm such a, I'm so distracted all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's provide it's, it forces me to go. What's simple. Like I'm packing for winter camp this weekend and I have um, like, super simple packing and in a tiny bag because I want to simplify what I'm doing. So yeah, no, that's, that's wh- huge, man. That's where I'm at, bro. <laughs> that's good, dude. So, I think sometimes it takes us realizing like, Hey man, I got too much. Let's, let's step back. And that's, that's good that you realize it, especially thanks. at a younger age, you know, you don't get to my age and think you need to have it all, which I think I need to have it all. You know, every time thanks, a new pair of Yeezys drop, I'm on, I'm on the rise. So, um, and and I, don't get uh, it twisted. The shoes, like, because I think it's another thing is like, what brings you joy? And like, honestly, I wear probably the same outfits, but like shoes wise, like I love shoes. So I think it's just like, what brings to what brings Nate joy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how much time do we waste on stuff that like doesn't matter? You mm. know what I mean? Like, what I what I wear is not a reflection of me, um, and the stuff I have isn't a reflection of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna be like, "Dang, you know about that Nate dude or that Talin dude? He has a really nice shirt." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, yeah. no one cares. But they're gonna be like, "But Talin's a great dude," and you know what I mean? So, and I've always been known. That's for, me. I've always been known for the way that I dress. Like, not like. Oh, like 
Talyn dresses really nice, so we want to hang out with him. It's more like, oh, Talyn's coming tonight. Oh, that shirt he's wearing is tight. Or, man, yeah. those shoes you have on are, are cool. So I've always wanted to keep that appearance because I've always got compliments on it. You know, yeah. so like, if I feel like I'm not dressed to a T or somebody doesn't say something about what I'm wearing, then I'm like, eh, did I not hit him today? Am I not? Hmm. Am I not on course right now? You know, so I totally understand what you mean by the whole minimalizing like your lifestyle and things in the world. Cause I haven't bought any Chelsea boots. And since last year, I haven't, yeah. you know, really spent money on shoes in a long time. So I, I get what you're, but that's also because I'm in a relationship. So most of my money goes to her wanting Italian food. So <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, but you know what I mean? No, like, sure, I, totally under, I totally understand what that is, but Hey man, what's up? What you got going on this week? What you got going on this weekend? How's yeah. life? Everything's um, good. I th- yeah, I think it's good, man. Yeah, I think this week has just been the week of cleaning out, um, of simplifying. So I've it's been really focused on that. Um, I mean, I did my office, I did my car, and then I finally finished my room today. But besides that, man, I'm speaking out of camp this weekend. Super stoked for that. Um, yeah. About to tell some kids about Jesus. It couldn't. It's actually crazy because it's the church I used to be at, um, and I was the middle school guy there. And then it didn't work out. And now I'm speaking to the high schoolers who were the middle schoolers I led. And so it's going to be, it could be a little mm-hmm. emotional um, for me because these are all kids that I, I wouldn't say I raised up in the faith, but I was their first, one of their first youth leaders and youth ministers. Yeah. So that's what I that's got. That's so cool. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. I love speaking to high schoolers and trying to just get my speaking chops in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Before I get asked to speak bigger places and they're like, bro, you trash. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, not not him. We don't want him back. (laughs) Yeah, he's heresy, bro. (laughs) Uh, That's funny, dude. I always have like a vision of like speaking at a big place and then walking off stage and somebody being like, that wasn't it. (laughs) Oh, dude, that's so scary. Uh, that wasn't it, bro. You didn't catch him with that one. Especially if um, someone pays you, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. So I was at a youth conference. I'm not even going to say which one I was at. Um, but I was at a youth conference recently. And this this guy down on stage, uh, energy-wise, was just crazy. Obviously, you have to have energy to be um, a youth pastor, pastoring to youth students at a conference where levels are high, right? So yeah. He gets on stage and he's killing it. You know, the first couple minutes are funny. He's got everybody laughing. He's got the crowd engaged. But then he goes on and on and on and on. He puts like four messages in one. He's on no. stage for two and a half hours. No, to Wait. where like the to where like the youth pastors of the conference are literally now outside in the lobby hanging out because he's still on stage speaking. His two, closing two and a half Nate, hours. Nate, his closing from the time he ended his message to his closing after they sang a worship song was another 30 minutes. So he was up there for three hours. No, he was up there for two and a half hours. Oh. Like it was like two hours and then two hours sermon minutes. and then 30 hour, uh, you know, altar time. 30 minute, Yeah. 30 minute altar call, bro. It was, it was, it was brutal. And I'm just like, Oh my God, he's still going, you know, like, bro, but that's it, it just, it was just like, you know that feeling of getting off stage, like yeah, 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 champ, that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you were in your bag, but it was trash. Like, and I think, dude, I think people. I don't know what you think, but people get in their bag, bro. Like, I find it with volunteers, like you give someone a mic, 
and they're going to go. Oh, for sure, bro. Yeah, no, we have a guy that <clears throat> I remember we did like a leader speak um, like month at our church. And we usually do that like in the summertime. So Taylor has more time to prepare for camp and whatnot. And so we usually do like a leader's month um, speaking. And there was this guy that spoke before me and didn't really like, you know how you want, you want to compare yourself to other speakers. Of course, yeah. like you're not really trying to be like the top dog, but you're like, man, I'm about to get up there and kill it. That's your goal. Right. I'm going to bring the word tonight. Yeah. The best of my ability. Boom, boom, boom. Like for sure. And so one of the guys gets up on stage um, and then being like a three person speaking thing, only like 15 minutes each, which was perfect. Um, first guy went, killed it. Second guy went, absolutely killed it. And yeah. of course, T had me go last. And uh, I went last and, and I just felt like I couldn't compete with the two people that spoke before me. Huh. So I got up there. I you know, obviously did my best, and you know my word was clear, and uh, you know I did what I went up there to prepare to do. But they gave the second guy the mic, and I was just like, "How am I going to follow that up, bro? He killed. He absolutely killed it. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting that from him. You know, he That's was in tough, his bag, bro. you know. So yeah, yeah, man. I just think, I think what I found is like with speaking is. If you know if it's tr- if you're truly walking with Jesus, because I think there's two types of Christian speakers, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I think there's ones who are truly influenced by the words that God gives them. Yeah. And so the only words they'll speak are the words that God told them to say. Yep. I believe I'm one of those. That's like, no, nah, I'm not going to say this unless God told me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I also, I think there's speakers who are just great communicators and they would be great communicators, whether they were preaching the gospel or not, because some of it may not be influenced by God's word. Um, yeah. and they, and they frame their message first and they're like, oh, cool. Oh, you know, oh, dang, I forgot the Bible. All right. Let me just throw yeah. it in here real quick. Let me throw Matthew yeah. 28, go make disciples of all nations. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Wow. And so I <laughs> I'm not here to bag on it because I've done that. Bef- I've done that before. No, totally, totally. But I'm not here to bag on it. But it's just like I think <laughs> people get in their bag. But if you're speaking for two, no one, not there's not one human on earth that wants to hear you speak for two hours. Nope. No one. Unless unless you're TD Jakes, or you know what I mean. But and even then, that's tough. Like like you, <laughs> no one wants to hear you speak on stage for two hours. That's just like. Two it was, hours, it, bro. It was a rough one. And then we did a leadership like uh, panel after. And he was only supposed to be up there for 30 minutes. I think he was up there for 45 to 50 minutes, bro. Wow. But I just had a lot to say. He had a lot to say. That's the, th- that's the thing, though, is yeah. um, clarity and conciseness, actually. You could, you could go up there, and if you could give that same sermon in 15 minutes, it's going to be more effective than two hours. That's what I'm saying. Because what two hours, I don't know, but I don't know, two hours tells tells me you don't know what you're talking about. And you're just trying to get it connecting. You want another pastor yeah. to say amen for you. I don't know. Maybe I'm just you're wrapping up you're wrapping up words that yeah, it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense while he was up there for so long. And but, yeah. The content was good. It was a good message. Don't get me wrong. He was speaking life. 
but he was speaking too much of it. <laughs> too much life, bro. Slow down on the life. <laughs> too, 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 too much life, bro. Too much life in one message, right? Like his life. He put his he put his whole relationship series in one talk, and was, <laughs> you could tell. <laughs> it was in his back, bro. It was in his back. <laughs> um, that's that's hilarious. Anyway, man. Uh, dude, great catching up with you. Um, dude, if you, some of you guys don't know, like this is also like coffee time for Tillin and I, where we're just like, "How you doing, bro?" And so, yeah, honestly, um, <laughs> you guys just heard us just do our coffee time for yep. sure. <laughs> um, but I, t- I kind of talked about this last week, um, and so I want to know what you think because I talked about it in like, "What does God care about?" or is, "But is it really God?" And I don't know. Like, I want to talk about. We want to talk about the Super Bowl again because it's coming up again and people are talking about it. And so I just want to hear your thoughts real quick. Like, what did you think about it? What do you think about people who are talking about it? Is it really that big of a deal? What do you guys say? Well, so first of all, I think that J-Lo and Shakira did a phenomenal job with the message they sent. Um, they're entertainers, so I feel like they're on stage for a reason. Um, one thing that I can say, it was a little edgy with, you know, how I would say the, the dancing on the pole and, um, you know, like the, the shaking and showing butt, but that's just what it is. It's entertainment. Like it's entertainment. Like, right. Yeah. Like that's what they were there to do. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's also the people who are upset about it also watch Dancing with the Stars when women are half naked all the time. Um, and I want to bring the race card into it, but these are two Spanish women that are on stage and now it's a problem, you know, and that wow. sucks because Adam, Adam Levine, there. Adam Levine was on stage last year with his shirt off. No one said a word. Dancing, and no one said a word. And, and no one said a word. Right. And, and so yeah. it's like, why when these Spanish women get up there, are they, you know, being criticized for, for entertaining us on the Super Bowl? But I, I, it's a long story that we we could probably do like a separate podcast on this topic alone and argue back and forth with other people. And, and I just feel like it's not fair for them to be up there and entertaining us. Um, you had the opportunity to turn the channel once you saw that they were the one that's, gone, but that's you watched, it, bro. That's you it. watched the entire thing. So that that's at it. that point, that's on you, you know, um, once you hear got on stage and she started shaking the way she did and you continue to watch, that's on you. So, that's it. Um, right. Yep. That's it. Like, that's and I try to make arguments for it because one, I don't. One, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, um, I don't think so either. Honestly, and, it's like that's not where my pleasure was. I was watching the Super Bowl because I hate the Forty Nineers and I want the Chiefs to win. You know, what like, that's it. And you like, know, like it was it was a cool halftime show. Like I actually I hadn't seen it until after the Super Bowl um, because we don't we didn't watch the we didn't watch the um, halftime show. We went out and played flag football during the halftime show because gotcha. of which is i'm glad because i do agree it was edgy and so but again like for me I, I watched it and i was like to me this is two people celebrating culture like that's what that's what i saw definite culture thing for sure and they're in miami florida like you can't get to me you have to get two people of their heritage to perform there that's that's nate yep or pitbull dale anyway <laughs> but uh what you said hit dude hits it on the button bro you could have changed the channel mm. you can you can uh what's it you could pause it 
let it go, and then fast forward it so it's live again. You could turn the TV off and play a game with like, I think what we've done is we want people who are in it to make money. We want them to curate what they show us, mm-hmm. but that's not how it's going to be. Cause you know what? The, um, I'd say the 500,000 people who are upset, there's, uh, another 2 million, 3 million who watched that and said, that was awesome. I loved that. There are Spanish people who watch or, uh, Hispanic uh, heritage, uh, Latinx, uh, people mm-hmm. who watched this and said, oh, my goodness, my heritage is on stage right now. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's a, while it's provocative, there's a little 10-year-old girl, and this is going to sound weird, but hopefully it makes sense. Like, there's a little 10-year-old girl saying, my heritage is on stage. Look at me. I'm on stage. I have her curly hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm up there. And so, and that's that's just my heart but i just think bro it's not that big of a deal <laughs> it's not that big of a deal so yeah i think it's i <laughs> i saw a post the other day that was like you know the people who are complaining are the same people who are complaining about every small issue to me mm-hmm. but when tillin should i take it there bro Let's go it. Let's do it. When people are getting killed in the streets, you're quiet. Wow. When kids are taking their lives, you're quiet. Wow. When Kaepernick when, took the knee, nobody was saying that. When, when huh? Kaepernick got kicked out the league and still out the league, and is uh-huh. when um, did you hear that he got offered a contract, but he turned it down because he was like, "It's not enough money," because he knows what he's worth, and people were like, "Well, well, then you, obviously you don't want a job," and it's like, "Uh, no, Colin Kaepernick wants a job." But he knows how much he should be paid. He knows anyway, his he knows he knows his worth. Yeah. He knows his worth, right? And so but like when real issues are happening, you start talking. You start becoming a social media I call it social media social justice warrior. You know what I mean? Like you start hmm. caring. But when there's real issues, when there's real stuff happening, there's real people hurt. You kind of close, you know, you close your eyes and go, oh, I don't see it. La, la, la. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just, that's what bothers me. And I, I think I take things. I think I'm an emotional human being. I'd say the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the same. I'm very emotional. So I totally understand what you mean by that. So I get angry when people are yeah. like, when there's in, when to me that them on stage, Shaking what the shaking what the good Lord gave him and what their mama gave him, um, <laughs> uh, that's not injustice. That, to me, I don't think I need to take offense to that. It's nope. the world. The world is not going to operate on our standards, and the Bible tells us that. But we still want it too. I don't know. And you watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. I talked about this yeah. the other last week or the week. <laughs> The way of the world is a false prophet because they sell hmm. and they won't deliver, right? Hmm. Like they just, they don't deliver what they sell. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I am a huge believer in making sure that everybody is feeling comfortable. That's my, that's my way of life. Like I want everybody around me to be comfortable, but it's not my job 
to um it's not my job to to please everybody right like mm-hmm. so if you're in the area of you know feeling uncomfortable watching the super bowl and this goes back to saying like hey just turn the channel yeah it it was your job to make yourself feel comfortable in that moment and you were uncomfortable and yet you still watched the whole thing but to just go to Facebook and Twitter and these blogs to complain about it. There's people that probably would have been offended who didn't watch it because they know I'm probably not going to watch that because this is probably going to offend me. Yeah. So they put themselves in a comfortable situation. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? No, right no, now? Like, that does make sense. Like you put yourself in that uncomfortable situation by continuing to watch the entire thing yeah. just to be uncomfortable, just to complain. Hmm. Because some people just want to complain. Some people just want to complain. You you put yourself in that situation just to complain. And so to me, it's like, bro, if you did not want to watch that, and I'm going to say it again for the people in the back loud and clear, change the channel. Yeah, I think. Adam Levine was on the year before doing the same exact thing, but as a man. And nobody said anything. Yeah, he didn't climb on any poles. Men don't do that. But he had a shirt off. For sure. Dancing seductively. That's privilege and power right there. Like, he Bruh. gets to be shirtless. He gets, to, and he's shirtless white man on stage. Nobody says nothing. Two Latinos yeah. go up there and they're shaking a little bit, and the world is flipping upside down. It's like, yeah. bro, that's it's not right. I think the issue was, is, and I'm going to sound like a jerk, like, and I'm a youth leader, but, Social media gave people voices who don't need voices. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. Remember Taylor talked. Taylor, we talked. Uh, we talked about this with Taylor, right? Like, yeah, yeah. People think their voice again, and I and I'm coming off like mean. People think their voice is important because yeah. Facebook says, "What are you up to?" Mm-hmm. But wow, I a lot. What ha- uh, you're older than me, but you know, like growing up as a kid or like early social media, I mean, think about how much did you really care what people were doing that weren't in your direct circle? I didn't. And how much did you complain about stuff that I think, didn't affect you? You know what I mean? I, I think the biggest problem I had back then was wondering what house I was going to ride by on my bike to see where the bro's bikes were. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, where were the bros' bikes at back then? Like, that's all that. And we had our little Razor flip phones. Twitter wasn't a thing. Instagram wasn't a thing. It's just, like, like what a, what a homie has the bikes in front of their crib hey, where I know. can go knock on the door and play some 2K or something, hey. you know? That's good, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, I, we, I didn't care about any of that stuff. It didn't start – I didn't start mattering until – I got into relationships, so I would check <laughs> my significant other's page to see what she was talking about. Other than that, I didn't care, and I still don't care what yeah. people are talking about on social media. I don't. That's not like one of those things where I'm like looking for it. I find memes attractive, church content attractive, and my girlfriend. Other than that, I'm I'm not looking for anything else. You know, like. Good, I'm listening to you know other podcasts and what people have to say about other things going on in the world. Obviously, I care, 
but I don't care what people are saying about these negative topics because it's either going to one, make me frustrated yeah. or then I respond and I do something I don't want to do. Cause I'm not trying to put myself in that uncomfortable situation or yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I just leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you ever think about young life camp? Like, uh, when I was a kid, if we remember, um, we go to young life camp in Malibu and we'd be like, what crazy thing is going to happen in America? You know, cause we're in Canada, like what's going to happen. <laughs> and when we came back, we always learned the world kept going without us. Our wow. social media didn't need us. No one was, tw- no one was, I mean, we had very brief messages. I stepped in high school. I was a player. So that was bad. But anyway, like, they had like, all the females asking where he was for a full week. Stop, bro. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one really cared. And think about high yeah. school. Like, every kid is mad that you took their phone the first, what, five hours? Yeah, within the, yeah. Yep. And then they got to start making some choices. You going to sit here and be a punk or we going to start, you going to start doing stuff. And they usually start doing stuff. You know what's crazy is when I took my guys to camp, and I know this is off topic, but – it took them a solid four days into camp to talk to females. <laughs> they would sit in the room and, and kick it with each not, other. Huh? I know that's not what camp is about, but like they, you know, they all talk up, but we're going to leave with Snapchats and numbers. Instead of, Go do it then. Like, <laughs> they would sit in the room and just chill oh, four so hours. And I'm just like, guys, either go play basketball, go to the pool. Or like go yeah. go crack at the cute people you think it's cute, dude. Like just go talk to her. Huh. I'm I'm saying that to my students. When I was in high school, I didn't do it either. So, but like, it, it's just funny how that works. You know, we yeah. we we get so wrapped up behind what our phones are able to let us do with sliding into DMs mm-hmm. that we forget how to communicate in person. Yeah, that's a, literally what happened with Jordan and I. She got stuck in the snow one day, and I was like, perfect opportunity for me to just slide up in her DMs and be like, hey, I got a truck. Yeah. Do you need help? You know what I mean? Like, for sure. And that's where our relationship sparks. But it, if I never did that, would, we have, would I have ever talked to her in person? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So I think social media kind of – it it takes its toll, bro. It does. It, it well, I think – yeah, man. Like you said, the natural life was there was a time when social media didn't exist. Yeah, but there was never a time where communication didn't exist. Very true. Like humans always have, or commu- I'd say community, because you know, but whatever you want to say. Like I think community, at least, like community has always existed. Like God made it so that we'd be in communities with each other. He made all creation that way. Obviously, he made humans because we're in the image of him. But think about all creatures we have. They're usually with each other. There's a couple lonely, you know, um, creations out there. But most creations travel together. And so, yeah, and they and we do it without we did it once without social media. And so I'm not saying social media is evil. I think some of it is really good. I think some of it is awesome. and It can broaden what we do. But I think. We gave a voice to people to who would, who would not have voices, who would not be important, who would not mm. be. And I think it's cool that some people who like, who wouldn't have a voice now have a voice. Yeah. 
But also, I think there's some people in the world who have voices where I'm like, bruh, 20 years ago when I wasn't alive, no one would have listened to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't teach them how to be rich, so you could not help anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy. Um, so that was, we took that one deeper than I thought we were going to do. Hey, man. It, hey, it worked. I think, I think it's, it, baby. I think it's, um, yeah, I think we just got to be intentional with, our our ministry and what we do and and how we go about um you know loving people Mm -hmm. face to face and not worrying so much about the the back the background stuff yeah yeah the stuff that speaking of ministry we got another hot topic on the boards today so nate what's up Tell me one of your favorite youth ministry moments, bro. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Leading? I'm, I'm going to say as a kid. Okay. I think as a kid, one of my favorite ministry moments. Oh, okay. Here we go. I was a kid, but I was a Capernaum leader. And I was a Capernaum leader. And as I was leading... I was leading some Capernaum is our, as far as friends with special needs, yep. um, friends with special abilities, I like to say. And uh, I was leading these kids and there's this kid named uh, Rory and I don't know how to pronounce my R as well, but R-O-R-Y. However you say that, that's what his name was. Rory. And yeah, there we go. I can't say it to save my life. But He's like, whoa What? Don't whoa But, you know. He's like, whoa And he was awesome. Like, but he never spoke. And so he'd frantically walk back and forth a lot. And I don't know what that's, what the name for that ability is, but um, he, um, he would never speak. He would only speak in mumbles. Mm. And so I don't know what his story was and I don't know how much other people have heard him speak, but we're out to say so. And uh, he says, um, my name's, my name's, you know, Rory and I'm from university place. And I'm giving my life to Jesus. And I was like, and I like, I dropped, just like dropped like a domino and wept. Because I saw, I like literally saw the Holy Spirit, like Jesus. Like was Mm. as Rory was speaking, Jesus was was speaking. And I heard that and everyone else was clapping and I just wept and wept and wept and wept. And, and uh, it was an emotional moment for me. And I remember giving him a hug. Wow. And he was like super happy. And, uh, you know, Stuart was like, Nate, you proud of me? Stuart is like a, is a loud, is a louder kid. Um, he's like, Nate, you proud of me? And I was like, yeah, I'm so proud of you, bro. And so that's awesome, man. Seeing, seeing someone who has less than me in ability um, be able to, and he said it clearly, bro. Like it was bars, like, uh, like just clean. And I was like, Oh my goodness. So it was dope, bro. That, that's, that, that's one of my favorite, that's one of my awesome, top, man. top youth ministry moments. Mine is similar to yours in a way. Um, I didn't have Capernaum kids. I had, um, I was leading young life. Um, and 
Sorry. I get emotional thinking about it, bro. It's crazy. Um, we had like, I had uh, like seven normal, like just guys that were all in. Um, and they always talked about this one dude. I mean, since the seventh grade when I had them, talked about this one guy. Um, and they would talk about how much, um, how funny he is and just life giving that he is. And, but they'd always be like, young life's not for him. He would never do this. Like, he would never be a part of young life. It's just not his thing. It's not his MO. Like, it's just not who he is. Young life's not his thing. Over and over again, over and over again. I heard it over and over again. And I remember telling my students, like, you guys do not block what Jesus can do for the student. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Like, do not take away what God has for him. So if you feel like it's not his thing, that that needs to be the person coming anyway. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. and so I finally got connected with this student. Um, His name is Tyus. And he was so funny. Like they were right. Like he just had the, the the funniest comebacks. His antics were great. The guy just knew what he was doing, right? And and so um, we're at camp, and um, you know, I finally do my one on one with him, and he's telling me his story, and I just start crying because it relates to my life so much, and his dad and his mom stuff, and it just it felt so good knowing that this is the kid the students told me would never be about uh, young life, telling wow. me his story, diving in deep about how he wants to know what Jesus is like. And we do the, we do the, um, what is it? The, the say so or the yeah. tell all say or so, the yeah. say so. Or, and so um, I remember the speaker, it was, it wasn't, uh, it was art. Oh yeah. That's my dog. And so he was on stage and, uh, you know, he's like, if you give your life to God, I want you to stand up and come write your name on his cross. Um, I had like three of my students stand up, recommit. And then Tyus finally stood up. Come on, he's like, I, I want to commit my life to God. And I have like seven other leaders now rubbing my back and consoling me because I'm bawling like a child, like just sobbing tears, snot coming out of my head. I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Because this kid that all these students said would never be about it is now saying, I want to follow and learn more about how God can help my life. That's and so to this good, day, man. like I'm meeting with him on Sunday. Like to this day, we are still connected. Right. Like the, it's my dude. You know what I mean? So that, yeah. that just means a lot. It felt so good. Uh, dude, those moments, man. Like, yeah, they're so key. And I love and I love that you said, like, I get emotional because I think we can become professional Christians. And the reason I brought up this idea is like, we have to think of those moments. You know what I mean? We have to think of those moments. We can't forget those. And so I want to encourage people listening. Don't forget about those, the sweet moments in ministry because the office is not your job. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a part of your job description if it is, but man, if you're not like, who who have you led to Jesus, man? How did you get led to Jesus? Like, one of my fa- another one of my favorite youth ministry moments, man, is when I gave my life to God. So I had just been tripping, bruh, been sleeping around. Um, girl just cheated on me. Um, your boy was like, "God, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Eddie invites me to camp. I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm broke. 
I were the same, literally the same. <laughs> I was a minimalist because I was poor, not because I wanted to be. And wow. <laughs> because, this guy. And, this guy. Um, and that's not, that's not funny. That's not funny. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I know, I totally understand. Yeah, just new clothes wasn't we didn't happen a lot. It was yeah. and I started weeping. I gave my life to Jesus. Eddie tells me like who I'm gonna be and what he's called me to be. And huh. and Tyler Soli, my boss now, my pastor now, um speaks and I give my life to Jesus. And I, I like, I know a lot of people had like the moments where they feel like an egg cracked over them, which is corny to me. But anyway, um, uh, which is like super great. But I had this moment where I was like, yo, God, let's go. That was it. Like, come mm-hmm. on, baby. And I can't tell you the words I said, but, um, I remember raising my hand for the altar call and I remember going, it's game time, baby. And yeah. January 24th, 2014. So I've been following Jesus for six years now, um, and been the greatest six years, six years of my life. But yeah, 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 man. So I just we we have to remember those moments because if we forget them, people are gonna start asking, man. Tell me what God's done in your life, and we go, well, uh, I worked in the office today. No one cares about what you did in the office. What mm-hmm. Jesus do? You know what I mean? So yeah, yep, yep. Awesome. Well, we're gonna um. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to hop into a quick leadership thought talking about youth in the church and the importance of youth in the church and should they go and are they going and why they should go. So thank y'all so much. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll hop back into the podcast. Welcome back, Youth of the Nation podcast. Nate, we got our leadership topic. What are we talking about today, buddy? Today, man, we're we're talking about, uh, I mentioned it before we hopped into the ad, but youth in the church and are they going? And I mean church body and I also mean like local church. And I ask, this, 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 this comes from this conversation I've had with a couple kids and one kid in particular, um, and I don't think they're wrong for saying this. I just, you know, had to correct. And he's like, I don't think I need to go to church or I don't, I don't really go to church right now. And he said, I have this organization that I'm a part of. And it's, I mean, I'm learning about Jesus in it. And I was just like, what'd you just say? And so I don't know. I just, man, I think we just need to talk about like youth in the church. Totally. I think, I think one of the biggest things about um, being a part of a community of church is growth. Um, Mm. um, I think that when you take yourself away from that, you start to lack uh, accountability. You start to lack having people there in your corner. Uh, You feel alone. um, And and then you start sliding down places you don't want to be, right? So uh, there was a time in my life where I felt as if um, I didn't need to go to church and it showed. and I was weak and I didn't have community. I, I lacked, um, you know, trusting. I didn't understand what, why things were going on the way that they were. Um, and I just didn't have that accountability in my life saying like, bro, what are you reading this week? You know, what are you praying about? How yeah. can I be praying for you? I didn't have that. And I feel like as youth people, as youth, like people in ministry, um, we have to lean on 
the fact that there's a community of other students in the same spot that we are. So we're not alone in this. We can grow out of uh, the pain and hurt and darkness that we're facing. Uh, but we just we need to be in that community. We need to be in that space. And I've learned that at a young age. I was raised in a church, um, and, and I see family that have been in church and aren't in church, and what their life looks like when they're not in church. You know, so it just it, it doesn't it doesn't matter so much about religion. I want to take that out of it, but it matters about the community within the church, and that's the part that's huge. That's the part that like. You're learning about God and you got people around you holding you accountable to be in that relationship with Jesus. So uh, that's yeah. my take on it. I feel like church is important. I feel like um, to say you're not like, no, I don't go to church. I'm not about church. Yeah. Um, give it give it a try. Like understand that when you do give it a try and you walk into the church, it's, it's not going to be cookies and rainbows right away. But once you build that relationship <laughs> and that community, right, you know, once you build that yeah. community up, you got people that are in your corner for the rest of your life. So yeah, and I think that's that's what I said. I was like, you got to focus more on the community. Like, and I think they're a part of a, you know, a different youth ministry and they love it. And I said, but it's only going to take you so far. One day you won't have this youth ministry that's outside of your context. So mm. what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do mm. after when you graduate high school? It's no longer going to be there. So what you going to do? <laughs> and so I just, I want, I want to encourage young people with three things to learn. And it's, it's this one, you were not made to be outside of community. Um, wow. Loneliness, hustle culture is poisonous, wrong, and it's not godliness. Like not at all. Wow. Um, second thing I would say is that, you, if you want to be poured into, you have to seek it out. That's I think so. True. I think so many young people are like, "Well, I'm waiting for an older person to come mentor me." No, if you want someone to mentor you, ask. Like, will you mentor me? Will you meet with me? Will you pour into me? Yeah. And if they say yes, then yes. If they say no, then you keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And, and another thing that is another thing that sucks, um, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. Is is we get bought into this worldly idea that the world can save us, right? There's so many worldly things that are happening that like uh, medicines and therapists and counselors and um, you know seeking out this and uh, uh, trying this method. And and I'm not saying that those things are bad because I've done therapy and I know people that take medicine for things that they have, but um, have you tried out God? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have you, have, you, <laughs> have you tried prayer? Have you tried community? Um, have you tried jumping into that side of things? And I don't, I don't yeah. mean to sound like conniving, like go to church <laughs> or you're bad. It's more of just like <laughs> give Jesus a try. You know what I mean? Give yeah. God the ability to do what he put us here for. You know what I mean? Like give yeah. him that. Give him that. Like let him be the ruler of all. Yeah. Like, he support, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just. I want to give God all my praise, all I can. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Become a become a part of this story. And we're not saying like if you are not. And I think a lot of people when when the kids hear that they want to be like, oh well, I got to be into the walls. And I'm like, um, I'm like it's not the walls per se. It's just the community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, bro, have you tried God? And that's my thing is I think. I think God, I mean, 
the church is so important and this is why because it's jesus said it was he said it's my i mean literally like the church is important he's telling people i will build my i will build the church upon you you are the rock if it wasn't important he wouldn't tell people that and so i think we as leaders and the last point i would say for youth and leaders is um encourage that it don't stop that we're, we are called to be a part of community let people know hey you're welcome in come on in you feel me yep so yeah man that's it bro is become a part of this church community and i think talin and i are blessed to be a part of two um awesome church communities um and also some other communities that we're a part of but we we're intentional with our time and that we know that we're not just in it so we can sit down in four walls and say, Quar, I went to church today. I got my Bible. I'm cool. We do it Amen. because God has called us to do this. Yeah. So, bro, dude, such good stuff, bro. Such good stuff. Yeah. Man, you were preaching. I was okay. <laughs> we're killing it. God is, God is doing his thing, bro. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast, um, for, you know, with our crazy schedules, what we're doing, uh, we appreciate it. Just know we appreciate it. Uh, We love when people share, we love when people get reviews. Did you know, I have like five middle schoolers who listen to our podcast. Yeah. I had a student, (laughs) I had a student come up to me the other day. I was like, when you guys dropping more content? I was like, check us out this week. Yeah. And I was over at my dad's house on Saturday. He's like, when you dropping another podcast, man, how am I supposed to know this stuff is coming out? So it's cool hearing people talking about it. So yeah, yeah that's cool. It's getting it's crazy. So. I had a kid. He was like, man, your podcast episode this week was funny. And I was like, you listen to my podcast? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, tight. Like, so yeah, it's cool. good, man. It's going well, but I got to go listen to this Justin Bieber album. So, hey, t- oh, you right. I got to too. I got to watch. Uh, I got to pack my my minimalist stuff this weekend, and then. Um, hey, yeah, praying bro. for you at camp this week, dog. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'm excited. It's gonna be good. God's gonna do some things. The theme is with God. Genesis 39, when Joseph is like, "Uh-uh, back away from me, girl. You ain't gonna get none of this." Mm-hmm. Runs away. Mm-hmm. Hits her with the stiffy. She's like, "Oh no, nah, he touched me," and then. He gets thrown in jail, but he stays faithful to what God has called him to, and that, and then leads to prison. You better stop. You better stop. Preach that. Preach you that. Stop, bro. It's gonna shout be good. Shout out to my pops. Much love, my guy. You know, shout out to, shout out to Kobe. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Shout out to uh, well, shout out. Oh, shout out to the goat James. You seen him last night? <laughs> Please tell me you saw my boy LeBron. Please. Go Lakers. You, you saw him, right? I know you saw him. Uh, he's not the GOAT, bro. But uh, yeah, I saw that's that's I GOAT saw James, him. bro. I saw him. He's that's, not the GOAT. That's GOAT James. <laughs> no. Don't you ever disrespect Kobe like that. No, I can't. See, this is not fair, though, now. because like... <laughs> like <laughs> I just threw that out there, man. Don't disrespect Kobe, dude. <laughs> Man, rest, oh in peace, rest in peace to the and, best Laker who ever played a game. Oh well, yeah, he's the best Laker. Yes, obviously. So obviously. that makes him better than LeBron James, no. who's now a Laker. No, 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 no. no. <sighs> these kids these days. Kobe had a longer career. Okay, 
Kobe had a longer career as a Laker. He was only a Laker. Okay, LeBron is the greatest player to play the game, and I don't want to hear it. But Kobe's the best Laker. Yes. Okay. I'm not arguing okay. that. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Hey, as long as you give me that, LeBron Le- plays for the Lakers. So. If LeBron plays for 20 more years, you might have an argument, but he's not going to. And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he has to win what for? He has to pass all of Kobe's stats, and it's just statistically impossible unless he goes God mode for the rest of the year, which isn't going to happen. So what you're telling me is Kobe's the best Laker. Uh, yes. Okay, but LeBron's okay. Good. All LeBron, right. LeBron's well, the greatest nope, player to play. Hey, that's all. That's all that matters. You tell me, Kobe's the best Laker. <laughs> so we can go. We can go. Good night on that one. <laughs> that, LeBron's the greatest player to play, and Jesus is the greatest God ever. Let's go. Um, thanks y'all for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast episode. What seventy one? I don't even know anymore. Seventy two. Who knows? But um. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch y'all next week on the Ignition Podcast. Uh, I'm Nate. Peace out, homies. Jesus is the only one. Hey, let's go. Peace. Peace.